Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. And me, Ollie. Hi, Jake. Hello. You alright? Yeah, not bad. So, this week, we're going to give our thoughts on the first full week of pre-season training and the three games that we've played. Uh, we'll also go into as much detail as we can and talk about what we know surrounding Callum Robinson's exit to Chef United. Uh, we'll talk replacements, what we know about the offer from Chef United, and of course, we'll talk about David Nugent. How do you, mate? Are you all right? Yeah, not bad. I had a good day today in the sun. Deep yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, good win as well. Very, very enjoyable. So, yeah, as the uh, listeners might have gathered, we're Danless this week. He's got uh, family commitments and couldn't make the filed game with us earlier today. And obviously he's missing out, <clears throat> missing out on this tonight. And I think this is probably one episode that he'll be good he's missed out on. But we're thinking of you, Dan. Yeah, you're in my heart tonight, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be gutted about Mr. Nugent chat, to be fair. Yeah, he will be. Definitely will be. So, uh, pre-season. Week one is week one, really, isn't it? You can't really. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago since the Bama Bridge game, to be fair. Already. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really does. Decent, three decent performances. Um, not considered a goal, so... Pretty much all you can ask for, and I don't think we've got any injuries from the week. No, yeah, so I don't quite, think anyone. There was only Harrop, wasn't there, who came off against Cork, but he was yeah. he was back today against um, against Fylde. Yeah, he seems fine. Um, yeah, and he looks fine. Good to see um, Patrick Barrow and all, and obviously Maguire for the first time today. Yeah, and Maguire just looks as sharp as he's ever done. Yeah, he does. Obviously, look really it's only sharp. against. Only against Fylde, but he looks, um, so does Bowden, to be fair, looks very sharp mm. as well. thing is, as well, so that, that was good to see. Sean Maguire won't be having to play catch-up as much as the other lads coming back, because obviously he had an extended period of playing with uh, Ireland at the yeah. end of the season. So, even yeah. though he has... Just had probably managed him quite well. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's... Is it... Uh, Mondays, I think that he's he gets off training now in the season. Uh, I don't know, but he, he definitely. Uh, I think he only trains three days a week. Yeah, just to try and manage something like that. Yeah, but he, his pace looked. Well, obviously, he was against slow defenders today. He gave that. He gave the centre back a nightmare, but he he had he had too much pace for him all. So yeah. he looks he looks very sharp and well, that, three good finishes. That second goal so, from um, from him when. Ben Davis yeah. played the ball over the top, that little burst of pace yeah. over the... Uh... Yeah, he does that well. He, he drops in and then he spins off <clears throat> yeah. really well. No, he, look, he, uh, look, he, look, yeah, he looked good. impressive today. I was I was quite happy with... Obviously, like you said, it's against like non-league defenders, but no, I was yeah. quite pleased. And then uh, I think 
the, the best thing about today was Ben Pearson just not giving a fuck at all yeah, and he, just he, absolutely going through one of their players after five minutes. He doesn't know how to give a fuck, really, does he? Uh, yeah, best player on the pitch by far today. Yeah, I, I would comfortably just, agree with just that. Far, far too easy for him. Probably the easiest 45 minutes or 60 minutes that he's had. I think, talking of good players on the pitch, Billy Bowden looked uh, impressive. Yeah. He's, that's just call him Bill. Your best mate. Absolutely best mate Bill. Yeah. Honestly, I just pre-season last season as well. <laughs> people were saying, people were saying they couldn't see him be an important player. But I think it's it's early days still. But <laughs> it's hard to not see him starting um, against Millwall because he's just so he's just so good. I think he's going to be an important player. Yeah, and with Maguire that's... as well. Him and Maguire like, have a good understanding as well. Yeah, their performance mm-hmm. on that side today was just a, a pleasure to watch. Um, they were interchanging quite often. And yeah, Bill, like, like I said, looked very sharp. And Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's good for us because they were, they were obviously, last pre-season, I think they were two. I think we had Robinson on the left, Maguire up front, Bowden on the right. Yeah, it felt I think like they we would have probably started. It felt like we'd almost like pinned everything or worked on sort of all our attacking options around those three. Uh, yeah. And then obviously on the eve of the season to have Shawnee and Bill miss out. Um, yeah. I know Shawnee came back later on in the season, but he was never the same player. Yeah, and I think um, what we did last season with Robinson as the narrower forward on the left and Barkey on the right wider I think we might swap that around so I think we might see Bowden on the right and yeah. we might see Barkey on the left as a way of fitting them both in yeah I could I could see that, could uh, see that, that. could be a shout because I just can't see Bowden not starting um, and obviously he looks he looks fit and you can't tell that he's been out for a season can you so, no from, um, from looking at him today probably, um, and the game against uh, Bamba Bridge not that I remember much of the second half when he played, but from watching the second half of the court oh. game as well, he, yeah, he, like you said, he, he looks like he's never missed a, a game. Yeah, and, and and the thing I didn't realise as well, the thing I didn't realise about burning was his right foot's quite strong as well. He can go on both feet. Yeah, puts a lot of well, um, today he was putting crosses, crosses quite yeah. a lot, wasn't he, with his right yeah, foot? Yeah, so he can go both ways. So he's going to be a big player. Yeah, he's going to be a very big player. I think. I think obviously Brown, Brown's <laughs> been a bit quiet so far. Um, Barky's probably been a bit quiet as well, but we've definitely got good options there. Obviously, Ginelli's been um, quite sharp, but he, he had a bit of a quieter game today. But um, definitely yeah, he, he felt like he was hardly on the pitch yeah, today. Everything went um, through. Bill. It was only toward. Yeah, it did. It was. It was probably more toward the time that he. He got brought, well, not just him, but when Alex Neal made all the changes today, that he started to, felt like he started to come into the game a little bit more, but still not massively. But then, and I, and I kind of alluded to this in the piece that I've written for the website on Friday, um, that people judging him off a half against Bamba Bridge and a half against yeah. Cork City and saying that he's going to be the Callum Robinson replacement that we need when Robbo contributed to nearly a fifth of our goals last season. Well, over a fifth of our goals, he, sorry, he scored. 
<clears throat> he scored just under a fifth yeah. of our goals, but if you take his assists into it, then he's he's contributed over a fifth yeah, of our goals. I, I, I can't um, see um, Alex Neal asking that much of Ginelli, but um, I think we'll probably see Ginelli if he doesn't go out on loan, treated the way that Jordan Story was last year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the thing is with a like a winger, you can integrate him a lot more easier, can't you? Than a centre back, so yeah, yeah, we're, ch- yeah. we're chasing a game. Um, there's no harm in just throwing him on the last 10 minutes or whatever, mm. but he, he is very sharp, it can probably he can make an impact in, in 10 minutes, probably. So, yeah, um, well, I, hope, I hope he stays to be fair this season. Yeah, I'd like to see him stay, um, but. He's, he's by no means going to be a replacement for Robinson. No, um, don't think so. No, maybe yeah, long not term, enough, but we'll, not this season. Maybe long term, but yeah, not this yeah. season. That we'll, but we'll come on to uh, that in a bit. I think. Yeah. What What do you think well, of Bauer? Think, what yeah. do you think of Bauer today? Yeah, I like the look of him. Calm yeah. on the ball. Um, he. I noticed a few times when he, he sort of stepped up the pitch with the ball at his feet that he looked. Looked a little bit frustrated at times when there was like, seemed to be a lack of movement in front of him yeah. uh, in terms of passing options, um, and a few of his passes went astray, which yeah. uh, I, just, I would imagine people noticed. I saw after the uh, I don't know if it was the court game or the brig game. I think it was the brig game. People saying I oh, didn't look that good and blah blah blah. But I think defense just moved. Yeah. Just obviously, he's just moved in. up here from London. Yeah. He's still settling in. Yeah, doesn't matter whether it's against Bamber Bridge or bloody Bayern Munich. It's well, gonna be, you're gonna have a good Well, yeah. you get my point. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, like you said, on the ball, he looks um, very calm. Yeah, I think defensively is is immense, like in the air, positionally. Um, Mm. I think in terms of on the ball, it's more a case of understanding what Neil wants from his centre-back. Because yeah. if you look at Ben Davis today, he steps in, he either passes to the full-back to feet, or you'll get Maguire spinning off, or he'll find Pearson. Um, Bauer seemed to just run into trouble a bit, but obviously still early days, yeah. but um, very solid defender. It'll come it, I think it? it's going to be a good signing. So yeah, yeah he, no, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. And talking of centre backs, I think story looked like like the story that we saw last season in the second half. Yeah, I think story's definitely developed physically over time. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, he's um, bulked out quite. A bit, yeah, he? I think it, to be fair, it's going to be a good. Obviously, Ben Davis is going to start every game. You'd think, but it's going to be a good battle for that right hand sided spot. Um, yeah, it gives us options, and and whether yeah. Ben Davis starts most games or Story does, it 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 gives Alex Neil the opportunity to give one of them a rest every now and then. Yeah, I'm thinking more. Um, it's going to be Bauer's going to start. Sort of, I think he's going to start the season. Right Bauer. Side. Yeah, I think he's going to start. Yeah, but, um, just interesting to see what happens. I think that that team that played today. Yeah. Um, I think barring maybe two or three changes, I think for the most part of that team will be the team that starts against Millwall. Yeah. And what, 
two and a half weeks, two, three weeks' time. Yeah, it's interesting to see what we do at Millwall because obviously Maguire started up front there last season and we kind of we just pressed him to death. Um, yeah. Which we don't normally do against teams that are direct, which is quite interesting. We normally set off teams that are more direct. But, um, yeah. I think it was Maguire, Brown, Barkey. I uh, can't remember who started on the left, but we just pressed him. And first 30 minutes... I know Gallagher played because he yeah, played that ball through to yeah. Maguire. Yeah, first 30 minutes we were 3-0 up, weren't we? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think today prob- you're probably right. It's going to be, obviously, Fisher, if he's fit, you'd expect to come in. Um, mm. And, obviously, I think Varky will probably start most games, won't he, as well? So, yeah, yeah. Well, Ginelli played out on that side that, like we said, that we, we could see Barky playing in, so that's an option. Yeah. Um, or, again, we'll, we'll come to come to it in a bit, or whoever we, we bring in to replace Callum Robinson, whether they're someone that can come in and start straight away or yeah. whether they have to wait. But there's, there's options on that left-hand side, definitely. Yeah, the, the thing is now... With um with the players we've got now, we there are genuine options to either press, set up with obviously Brown, Potts, Barky, um, and then Maguire, or mm. you can go a bit more, um, sort of technical. So you got Harrop, Bowden, Ginelli, um, and then you can play off Stockley. So there are because if if you think about the last season, probably February, March, April. Yeah, we literally had one way of playing. We had eleven players, pretty much who were going to start. Um, so now we've we've actually got genuine options and in game as well. You can change it in game now. So I think people probably underrating the squad a little bit. Yeah, I think I've um, probably been guilty of that at, part, at points this preseason as well. But I think after seeing obviously the game today and the two during the week, I'm starting yeah. to. I don't know. Sometimes it's just nice to have a reminder, isn't it, of what you actually already have. Yeah, rather than ten players out. Yeah, uh, yeah you've yeah, also no. got Fisher, Fisher and Potts, obviously, to come back in. Um, yeah, well, they're they're going to be in over the next week or two, aren't they? Yeah, a certain a certain uh, number thirty-five is probably going to make the squad, and you would then so. you, and then you, you're probably going to have a keeper. And then maybe a wide player coming in. So there's probably going to be 26, 27, 28 players. Um, so we need to obviously ship a few out. Yeah, I think. But I as, long think as, all... as long as we don't get like a freak 9, 10, 11 injuries, the squad's going to be very competitive. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it, to be fair. We're looking quite strong. Yeah, no, I am. I'm, um, I'm starting to become more quietly confident about the season. Yeah, everyone's a bit annoyed about the lack of activity, but obviously with obviously what we're going to speak about with Robinson going, I think before the Southampton game, so is that on Saturday? Yeah, um, week today. I'd, I'd hope we have, obviously we're, we're going to sign, everyone knows who we're going to sign, but I'd hope we have another in as well before that. So, And yeah, then that gives uh, us probably a squad of 25 Um so yeah, I think, I think that should be an interesting. Twenty-six yeah. is a good number, though, isn't it? Because you, you, you would imagine in, in that you've got maybe two or three sort of fringe players, squad players, the the likes of Ginelli and um, like Story was last season, and then yeah, 
you'd imagine everywhere else you'd have two players competing for every position then. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, and then you've also got the young lads, so probably going to O'Reilly, Baxter, and Jack uh, Armour. Simpson. Yeah, um, so you'd assume they'd all go out on loan. <coughs> yeah, you'd think so. Uh, and then you've got probably Burke. Um, yeah, Burke will definitely go in. Yeah, and then you if uh, obviously if if Nugent comes in, you probably worry for Malt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if obviously a keeper comes in, you'd probably worry for Rudd a little bit as well. Um, yeah, but everyone else I can see staying around. But also, an interesting thing today. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but obviously Rudd just not getting on the pitch. But I'm not sure if he's going to play the full ninety on Tuesday. I or I think you're probably reading into that a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was strange that he warmed up, but he didn't come on. So, oh, did he warm up? Yeah, he was warming up. Um, <coughs> but I thought Ripley looked fine today. Did okay. Yeah, he, he had a he had a decent game. Made a few decent saves. Um, there was that one toward the end where he tipped it over the over the bar just before we left. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah. So he's he if he's going to be the number two, one, then I'm fine with that. One thing I don't understand as well is. People saying that he needs to lose a bit of weight. He's just a, he's just a stocky lad. Oh, and I got to admit today, I thought because obviously we were right behind the <coughs> right behind the goal. He came over for the ball, and I thought, like, come on now, like. But I don't know. Maybe that is how he is. But what you thought he needed to maybe drop a bit? Yeah, he's got a bigger ass than me. But uh... yeah, but I, I genuinely didn't think he did. I just think he's just a yeah. He's just a wide lad, isn't he at the back? So yeah. But he's yeah, you're yeah. fine. He looks better with his trim now, anyway. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if he stays around, that's that's fine. Like, well, he will be doing money. He only came in in January, so yeah. can't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So just um, now, and Rudd, Rudd's it, uh, not Rudd. Um, Neil seems to have had this thing about not really settling on a keeper in his time here. So yeah. Well, he anyway, there'll be one coming in. Yeah, that that's if if you had to pin Neil down as one of his main weaknesses as a, as a coach, you'd probably say he's handling of goalkeepers. So yeah, no matter no, who we bring in, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he actually sticks with a number one for sort of forty games, um, mm. and that's obviously really important for the defense. So yeah, it makes them a little bit more settled and yeah, probably, I would imagine feel more comfortable. Yeah, but the defense itself is. Obviously, Hughes, Davis, Bauer, and then Fisher. That's um, that's quite a strong defense. So, no mm. matter no matter who's behind them, they should be quite solid. Yeah, no, I think I think that'll stand us in pretty good stead next season. Yeah, and also one last Definitely. thing as well was um, obviously when you got Davis, Bauer, Story, and Clark, and then you just Hunt came on today, and he just can't get off the ground. Um, so I just. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to go, but I just can never see him getting on the pitch. Um, you, you struggle to see where you just, his opportunities would come. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's like, a choice now. Story Bauer, Davis, and then Clark yeah. has an option on the right, and Clark has an option at centre-back. Yeah. You would put punts after all of them. So if he's fifth choice. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, you could say I'm getting my wish from 
the first podcast that we did saying that I think we should have five centre backs. But yeah, this is the thing though. I don't because there's going to be two centre backs in the stand every week, pretty much. Yeah. So I, just, yeah, I don't see the value that. in keeping Hunts around. Um, and obviously, if he wants to play games, then I don't think the club will stand in his way. But I just was that the first pod that when we were talking about the centre backs. I just yeah, yeah, I, 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 don't, one, I don't see the value in keeping five. But we'll see. It just makes it a bit heavy in, in the defensive side of it. I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And for anyone that hasn't listened to pod one, my point was that we. We, I would like us to have brought in a fifth to do what Story did last season and be a young centre-back, not do what Hunts is probably going to do this season and be an, an elder statesman, if you will, and someone that probably needs to keep playing games um, before his career tails off too quickly. Yeah. So, interesting to see what happens with that. Probably nothing imminent in terms of Hunt's going, but it might be one that we look at in Jan. Obviously, if it's not going to be used, then yeah, reassessing Jan, but um, better having too many than too little. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's better to have too much and not need it than not have enough and need it because there's nothing to say that we won't repeat what we've done the last two seasons and end up with yeah a stupid amount of injuries again, in which case there's going to be an opportunity for Hunt's. Yeah, so... Yeah, we'll just see. Well, provided that defensive injuries, of course. But yeah, cool. Um, are you happy with that, mate? Yeah, I think that covers first week of preseason quite nicely. Yeah, I would say it, it does. Sounds sweet. Welcome back to the From the Finney podcast. Thanks for staying with us. So now, obviously, the word on everyone's lips this week has been Callum Robinson. So part two, we're going to talk about uh, the offer, the bid that was accepted, people's opinions on what, what's going to happen now um, in terms of replacements and spending and how we're going to cope without who I thought was our best attacker last season. Um, so obviously, the bid... No one knows exactly. The LEPs said around eight million, have they? Haven't they? But um, yeah, I've heard that. The I think that's been widely reported in the media as well, hasn't it? As a, on, yeah, as a whole, I think in terms of PE's actual what they're going to make from it, um, taking away the villa thing, I think it's about six million, um, which I'm sure you'll find a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I think it definitely is considering the type of player that he was and. Like like I already said in part one, you know, he contributed to a fifth of our goals last season. Yeah, and obviously he was out for three months as well. Yeah, which he finished with, what was it, 12 goals? Uh, 12 or 13, yeah. And that, like you said, you missed like a third of the season, so you you could only... Yeah. You, you I think most people would be correct in assuming that that would be a lot closer to 20 had he stayed fit for the full season to be honest I think if he'd stayed fit I think he probably would have had 25 goals and assists together yeah 
Um, yeah. And then he'd be sort of talked about in the same bracket as Harry Wilson, Neil Morpé, um, uh, everyone else getting linked with, with sort of a big move. Yeah, so, big, honestly, I think he was... Really important move. For me, yeah, for me, obviously, behind Harvey Barnes, who was here first half of last season, I'd say Robbo was probably my best attacker in the whole division last season. Obviously, slightly biased, but um, well, I just think he's... I would he's, disagree. He's Premier League quality. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I have to say it's the one... Thing that I've taken out of him leaving is I am really looking forward to seeing how he does next season in the Prem. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of North End fans will probably feel the same. Yeah, to be fair, I've never seen as many fans wish a player as well as they have Robbo. You yeah. normally get quite a lot of better fans, don't you? Obviously, with Hugo, people were. Yeah, it, it's it's in contrast to obviously when Hugo left. Um, mm. Definitely, but uh, yeah, I've literally seen hundreds of fans just and and also players on Instagram and whatnot wishing him yeah. well. So, um, I think, think he one... was an unbelievable sort of character to have around. Well, yeah, the the one thing that seems to have been commonplace through all the well wishing messages has been keep playing with that smile on your face. Yeah, and, uh, we've touched on that before as well. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned it in the piece that yeah. I wrote about him. Uh, and his time here at Deepdale in the last four or five years is that he's just always, always happy, always smiling. Yeah. Just loves kicking the ball, doesn't he? So, yeah, yeah. But young um, lad, um, what 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 he loves? Yeah, uh, obviously quite good that we've got it done fairly early. Still, obviously middle of July, so it's better that it didn't tick down towards August kind of thing, and then scrambling yeah. about. Because we'd have been stuck between a rock and a hard place at that point. Do we keep him till January and accept an even smaller offer in the 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 January transfer window, or do we let him go? Yeah. And again, smaller offer now and like the last few days of the transfer window. Yeah, I think it's prob- so, yeah, probably the sensible time to sell now. Obviously, probably just wanting a bit more cash. But um, if that sets the wheels yeah, in motion. No, it yeah, if that sets the wheels Which in motion, like for, um, if that sets the wheels in motion for kind of bringing two, three, four in, then that's then that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, no, same, absolutely agree, and that seems like it's that's what it's yeah, done, really. I think, I think, yeah, obviously you'd assume so with what's been said in the last forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. so should be an interesting. Um, for me, the, the the amount that we received for him, I was still a little, like you said, the the actual money that North End have ended up with after um, <clears throat> fees have been paid out to other clubs and all that sort of stuff. It, it still is a little bit disappointing, in my yeah. opinion. I think, yeah, we 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 could have had a lot more than that. I know earlier in the window, we we apparently quoted Fulham around double that. Um, which on the one hand, I am glad that we didn't strengthen an immediate rival for the coming league season. But you'd think with him going to a Premier League club and the money going around, like Ezri Kuntz has just gone to um, Villa, uh, Villa yeah. for what, 12, 13 million pounds? Yeah. And yeah, good player, but you would have thought that Robinson would have been in that bracket yeah, as well. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, yeah. I see what you're saying. Obviously, Bournemouth was talked about for 12 mil as well, but the thing about um, yeah. 
I think the club's policy is if a, if there's championship interest, then we just quote them a ridiculous Stupid yeah. Um, apparently Stoke were interested in Pearson last summer, and I think we just quoted yeah. a, a silly amount, and then they didn't even make a bid. Um, which I have no problem with, to be fair, because we, if we, if we them, good policy to have, yeah, because obviously the last eighteen months now we've sold three players to the Premier League, and obviously they can't help a team against us. Mm. So, well, Cunningham, Hugo, and now Robinson. So yeah, and obviously it's not worked out for the other two. So I hope it works. I'm pretty confident, you know, it'll work out for Robinson. Uh, yeah, I think it will. Out of the out of will. the three. So yeah, it's, it's a good move, really. For all. that's nearly twenty million that we've made in the last two seasons selling players. If um, yeah. Cunningham was three and a half, Hugo was about ten, and Robinson about six. Yeah, you'd say about twenty million. It's not bad business, that, considering... Well, I think, obviously, there's a lot of people... The club get a lot of flack about the way they go about the policies. Um, but if they them three players were probably signed for £200,000. Yeah, much less than half a mil. Um, and then the, you're selling them for... <coughs> ten, ten, is it, you're selling them for... My maths is bad here. Is it 100 times that or 10 times that? Well, it... It was more than that than we paid for him because we paid 170 for Robinson. Yeah. And Cunningham was, was, was about 100. No, Greg was free. Oh, was he? Yeah, Greg was free and uh, Hugo uh, was like 10k. 20, 25 grand, I think Hugo was, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, 25k, yeah. I'm getting this Yeah, no, yeah, you're probably right then, 200 grand. Yeah, and then you've sold him for 20 mil. Uh, and um, that's just about scouting, it's about patience and it's about Alex Neal developing players mm. um, and you're looking at the next 12 months you've got Brown in the last year Pearson in the last year there's going to be interesting Davis as well yeah so you're probably looking at another 20-30 mil there mm. um, if we can't get them signed on to new deals which you'd like yeah. to hope we could or... so, the squad now, if you think about what it was bought for and what it's worth, it's probably, in terms of like buying and then selling for profit, probably the most profitable squad in the division or very um, close to. I don't know. I reckon Brent's had a runner's close. Maybe, but they've. if you look at what they've spent, probably spent about, in the last five years, a good 20 million. Yeah, they but they've sold. They do about people realise. They sold Conser. Uh, not where. Yeah, they sold Conser. Yeah, Conser was at Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, of course he was. They sold Chris Methem to Bournemouth in January. Yeah. Yeah. That was about fifteen mil. Um, there's talk of Neil Morpé going for twenty twenty five mil, but I think that price is putting a lot of people off because. He's been rumoured with an exit for weeks and it still hasn't happened. So you Yeah, I think that, that'll be one of those that sort of ticks down and then they'll drop to sort of 10, 15 mil, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I see what you're saying with Brentford as well. Obviously, that's what a lot of people want PNE to do now. Um, it's never going to happen, though. Uh, prob- probably not to that extent. Um, yeah, no, that's what I mean. To that extent, but, it's just never going to happen. We're never going to go out yeah. and spark a million pound on a player. Yeah, I like the way they look at... I think they brought someone in from Denmark this week as well and someone who was in Serie A. So yeah, well, they, obviously they brought in Pontus Janssen. I think 
the the young lad was and um someone Janssen as well, I think. But Ian, not Jen, Jensen, yeah, Jensen. Jensen um, that's it. Centre mid. Who played yeah, in Serie A. Young, yeah. young player in the like twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. But that 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 the, the the sort of the similarities and contrast between P and E and Brentford showed that there's kind of two ways to do it, um, mm. and we both get similar finishes in the in the table, don't we? So there's no right yeah. or wrong way, uh, but I think we'll both be sort of pushing for top six. So yeah, well, like a lot Brentford. of people had us both pushing for top six last season as well, and obviously yeah. we fell away quite different a bit. reasons. Different reasons, mm. weren't it? Obviously they lost Dean Smith. Um, and, and if Dean Smith was there the whole season, I'm pretty sure they would have been top six. Yeah, and the new guy Thomas Frank took a while to settle in, and yeah, he's obviously changed system now to um, three at the back as well. But um, yeah, but yeah, obviously without Robbo, there's been people saying, um, obviously not being bitter, but saying obviously we did better without him because of the sort of twelve was it twelve games unbeaten, one eight. Drawn four, yeah, and then we had that six six game winning streak away from home as well. Um, yeah. So what 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 would you say to that? We did better without him. Well, in the immediate ten games after we lost Robinson, we only won two, and we drew three, and then we lost five. So yeah, and prior to prior to him going, the eight games before he left, we won four and drew four. So it didn't take a a mathematician yeah. to work out. I think um based off that. Yeah, I think obviously that, that speaks for itself, obviously the, the ten games after, but the, the thing that I find important about this argument is um sort of differentiating between home and away form. Because mm. um, obviously Robinson did he play any of the six away games in a row? He didn't play any, did he? No. That we won. Uh, and if you look sort of how we set up in them games, obviously got Barky, Brown Nemechu played up front a few times, and then yeah, you had Potts, um, Gallagher away at ball, and, then, and he played. Yeah, Gallagher was um, yeah that little tactical tweak. But if you look at that, yeah. that's sort of that's pretty much just pressing teams to death. Basically, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, it's just energy, isn't it? Legs all over the place. Yeah, but I was so obviously we won them six in a row. Um, but I'm looking at I looked at the home games. I think Robbo missed eleven. Or twelve home games, um, and we won three of those. So that's obviously twenty five percent win record. Mm. Um, and which is, even even one of them, the Birmingham game was only just. Yeah, so you got the Birmingham right, game, which was yeah. uh, a ninety fourth minute Sean Maguire header from a corner. Um, the Norwich game, which was essentially an away game, in the way that we set up. Yeah. It, it was weird to watch that at home. Yeah. Um, because that that was literally an away game for us, the way we pressed um, and just transitioned, and then there was the Millwall game which we won, and that's the only game that we sort of really broke a team down. Um, so yeah. in so twelve home games is half a season at home, and we've won one game pretty much out of those twelve from creativity. Um, so that is a massive worry going into next season. Yeah, well, that was the one thing that he brought to to the side was was he, he enabled us to sort of try and break teams down who would come and sit deep and yeah, 
I think the the most important thing for me about Robinson is positioning in the half space, mm. which 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 for anyone listening is just them little pockets of space between the midfield, the defence, and the fullbacks, and you've got to make the fullback make a decision, um, and then you got obviously Hughes overlapping or he cuts inside, he gets a shot away, um, and no one else in the squad last season. Um, could really do that, the more sort of runners. Um, but obviously now we've got Harrop back, we've got Bowden back, and they're both not not the same player, but more similar in terms of yeah. the positions that they're well, going to take. Uh, we saw Harrop play similar against uh, Bamba Bridge in the first half. Yeah, obviously we yeah, we've spoke about if he could be an option there, um, which I'm not, yeah, well, I'm not 100% about, but I think he's the most similar well, I'd say Bonin's the most similar, but obviously he's left-footed, so you'd have to kind of swap it around. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's no Which doubt. It looked today, it looked yeah. a little bit like with Ginelli out on the left and then Bowden. Yeah, a bit more. like that, that was what he was trialling almost today. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. But um, well, a, for me, a game that springs to mind of Robinson... Um, doing what he does best is that Ipswich game now I know again I mentioned it I think in a piece that I've written um, and people I suspect will probably be like well it was Ipswich they're shit they're bottom of the table blah 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 Yeah. but it, the way that he's like you said he sat in them pockets of space and the, the two goals that he scored were prime examples of him doing what he does best I think there you you see the pure quality that he's got there in them two goals. Yeah, that's all you need to know about them two goals. Just absolute quality. And if you look at where they were both scored from as well, they're both from the middle of the pitch, pretty much. Um, yeah, and you can't you, you just can't teach that sort of positioning. That's just game understanding that and. Like, like um, watching Bill today, the way that he moves around the pitch. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it is just like watching Bill. Um, but I think Bill. Some doesn't it? Yeah, Bill's just. I'm not going to say the most natural with the ball at his feet, but that I've seen. But he's he's definitely up there. He just the ball. He just got the ball under control instantly. Um. But yeah, the, the home the home thing is a slight concern. Um. But that goes back to last season as well. Neil's hands were just tied, weren't they? Yeah. So you'd you'd 100%. think you'd think this season we'd. We won't struggle as much at home. Um, and then if, obviously, if we manage to keep injury free, yeah, if we manage to keep injury free, yeah. So, but he's going to be a miss. You, you can't sort of not miss a player like that. But it's just one of those things that we've got to accept and get. Obviously, get a replacement in. I've seen people say we don't, we don't need to bring anyone in, um, which I just purely well, disagree with. I say- I say to that, Ollie. What? I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. But yeah, no, yeah. we do. We absolutely need to bring um, a replacement in. Um, and one that seems to be doing the rounds. Um, probably not a lot of people have, unless they've listened to the pod or read our content. It seems like not a lot of people are too aware of him. Uh, but Ashley Hunter at Fleetwood. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know why this is doing the rounds because I mentioned it probably first about two weeks ago. And if it, not more, 
yeah, maybe three, two, three weeks ago. But since then, it seems to have gathered a bit of pace, um, mm. which is which I don't know why, unless there's a bid in for him, which would be surprising. But um, is yeah, I, I agree. People have been saying because we put a tweet out the other day, and someone said. Um, if that's if that's a level we're at, then I'm done with PNE or mm. something along those lines. Um, yeah, and someone else said another washed-up striker who's never scored more than nine goals in League One. Yeah, in his whole career. The thing is, for a start, is he's only 23 years old. Um, uh, no, he's 22. Is he 22? Yeah. So he's. Yeah, I'm sure he's 22. So he's 22 years old. He's. He might not have scored more than nine goals in a season, but he's he's not a striker for a start. Um, mm. And I think he got nine. Did he get nine assists as well? Ten assists last season as well? Ten assists, yeah. yeah. So he's contributed to 20 goals pretty much last season. Yeah, eight, um, eight, eight goals and ten assists last season. Yeah. So and, um, um, Obviously, I know people don't like XG and... XA and all, and pressing stats. Um, do you want to do you want to just give an overview of what they are for anyone that doesn't know? Um, that's listening yeah, to this, so X- what the hell is XG and XA? So XG expected goals, which has come into the game in the last couple of seasons. I'd say the probably last season really. Yeah, has come mainstream to the floor, mainstream in the last season, but it's what clubs use now to identify targets. So XG is um, every shot you have. Uh, has an XG rating going from zero to one based on where you have the shot from, um, sort of the trajectory of the shot, um, if it's on your weak foot or your strong foot, um, the pace on the shot, the location, the time you have. So it's basically a way of measuring how likely you are to score from a shot. Uh, and obviously the higher your XG is, then the more positions you're getting in, the better your quality of shots are. Um, and you genuinely see that um, your XG pretty much lines up with your actual goals across the season. Uh, and XA is pretty much the same, but in terms of assists. So the quality of pass you play, the location of pass. So it could be the quality of cross, etc. Um, and then you've got the pressing stats. So you've got defensive actions per 90 minutes, which is basically just presses from forwards which is obviously everyone knows is really important for Alex Neal. Um, yeah. And he tops all them, basically, for League One, for his age. Yeah, I think there was, there was eight players who <clears throat> had similar stats to Hunter last season, and there was only Ashley Hunter and two others that were under 23s out of those eight. Um, and then for a bit more... So I... Ashley Hunter's stats were eight goals from an XG of 6.53, uh, 10 assists from an XA of 6.29. Um, and then yeah. for some further like context, if you will, um, the only under-23 players in the championship to register similar XA and XG stats were Daniel James, who is obviously now at Man United, and Emmy Buendia at Norwich, who are also now in the Prem. Yeah. And then in the Premier League, there was only Leroy Sane that managed to post similar numbers. Um, 
and I think everyone knows how good a player he is. So yeah. and I'm not saying Akron is going to come in and be as good as Leroy Sane. Of course I'm no. not because I'm not an idiot. Of course. But the sort of golden it, rule it just... the, the golden <laughs> rule is sort of per 90 minutes if you get an XA of 0.2 an XG of 0.2 then you're sort of creating a goal and assist every five games at least. Um, yeah. Which sounds complicated but all basically He's passing all the stats test, um, which is what a lot of clubs now use. And then you've got to pass the eye test yeah. as well, which is obviously the most important thing. And he does pass the eye test because technically, obviously you can't tell from stats how good someone is technically, but he's all positionally, but he's very good technically. And he gets into good narrow positions from wide as well. Um, good age. Yeah, no, if, he, if, he, if he did come in, I'd, I'd be... Be um, I wouldn't say excited, but I'd be very happy. Yeah, I'd be buzzing me to be fair. Um, he's he's pretty much been my number one replacement for Robinson since it. Since well, it was... I remember, I remember you saying, I think it was maybe the first week after the season finished. Yeah, you sent me a list of players that you were like, I'd like, I'd like to see us maybe try and get these or these are players I'd like to see us bring in yeah. and I think you sent me about maybe two or three different ones through that first week 10 days and Ashland who was on pretty much every one of them yeah so that's um, that, that's why I want him and um, obviously I don't know how much he costs and I don't know if the club has actual interest in him but uh, I'd be disappointed if they didn't and I'm pretty sure they do so, um, it, you you would imagine that he wouldn't come cheap because I don't know, you Andy Pilly at Fleetwood. Yeah. Well, he's a businessman, isn't he? So he's not ever, gonna let one of his. I don't know if they've ever sold players to in the million. Yeah, obviously, they got Jamie Vardy about five six years ago, um, <coughs> but I can't think of if they've ever sold a player to a championship club. Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't mm. ring a bell. No, nothing, nothing really jumps out. But they've signed two wings already, Fleetwood. Um, they signed mm. Josh Morris. Which? He was a Preston lad. Was at Scunthorpe. Um, and they've signed... They've signed another winger. So they they must be making sort of movements just in case. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, if we don't get him, I'll be disappointed, to be fair. So things should start moving now anyway. Yeah, I think the next yeah. week, 10 days, is going to be interesting. And I think that's all going to uh, be kick-started with one name that's been on everyone's lips for the last 48 hours or so, 24 hours. Um, Who's that? I didn't see anyone particular in the crowd today at Fylde. Uh, Trevor Hemmings was there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, sat next to him. Sitting next to an old man today, Trevor Hemmings. <laughs> <laughs> no, sitting next to him was was a certain Mr. Nugent, not yeah. Ted. That, that, no, that he looks old. Be... He looks old. Nugent does honestly. He looks old. He's, He's a bit got... of a silver fox. Bit bit of grey coming in the beard. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it to be honest, but obviously, there's arguments. Well, it, to... it's, it's almost twelve years to the day. I think it was. 12 years to the day, two days ago, on the 11th, that he left for Portsmouth. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be, 
obviously nothing's been announced today. Um, whether anything gets announced tomorrow or whether whether it'll be into next week, mm. uh, but obviously it seems like it's happening. Um, I I've rarely seen the club being so blasé about. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Having a having a signing just in the stands, sitting next to the owner. Um, yeah, like the crowd were chanting at him today and all that sort of yeah. stuff, and it was. Yeah, it was nice to see though. Normal, but it was, it was a bit hard for being here. Yeah. So you'd imagine now, if if that's all sort of been done today, you'd imagine he's signed. Yeah, um, yeah you you can't. I don't really. I don't understand why it's not been announced yet, but it'll be. You can't imagine, you'd imagine a player who they're not going to sign, to, especially someone like Nugent, to sit in the yeah. stands and watch a game, and then just not sign him. Yeah, so you'd imagine tomorrow, Sunday or Monday, and I hope it doesn't happen on Monday because I'll be in my graduation and I'll miss the Twitter frenzy. Yeah, we um, all know you love a good Twitter frenzy, Oliver. Yeah, so I don't know, but he's obviously scored two goals last season, not scored since September. Yeah. Um, and he's you, 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 you don't see him starting ahead of Maguire, certainly. No. Um, and but I think if anyone yeah. thinks that he's going to come in and be our first choice striker, then they they need to give the head a little wobble because it's yeah. Clearly... I don't think anyone's sort of expecting that. Um, I don't know. But it's just someone... weird. It's just strange to, to to sign someone who's essentially going to be our third choice striker. Yeah. Um, so obviously I said two goals last season. Um, he's. Someone told me that he was injured until September, but I heard today yeah, that he was only they, out they, two they weeks. Said in, they said in tweet that he was out until like sep- September, October or something. Um, can't remember who said it, but someone told sure, me today sure he should be said. back in. Yeah, someone told me he should be back in two weeks. So, um, well, obviously we'll he's not had much of a preseason. Um, yeah, I was looking at Nugent's league finishes in the last sort of 10 years and in the last 10 years I think he's had 9 seasons in the champ and the lowest he's finished I think is 10th um, and he's had yeah one season yeah so he's had 3, 4, 5 playoff campaigns um, and obviously he brings just he just brings experience to the dressing room which is not going to mm. be negative in any way um, so on that side of things, you'd say it's quite promising because when you get players, players have a knack of being in successful teams, which you can't yeah. put your finger on. Well, Kevin David. Yeah, which you can't put your finger on, but um, similar to Galli. Galli's had a similar sort of career. Um, yeah, he has. And fair. obviously they're going to be linking up again. So I can understand both sides of it, to be fair. Um, but I, I just wouldn't expect too much. The the thing that seems odd to me is that is he really someone that Alex Neal would have wanted to bring in, or is it more of like a, um, something tells me it's sort of a more a led club signing sort of thing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, an odd. It's, it is a bit bit weird uh, in that regard because I don't really remember about the last time. That um, 
we we like I don't yeah I don't really remember the last time that we went out and made a signing with out the manager if that makes sense. Um, well, I think the manager will have obviously if he didn't want Nugent, he wouldn't come. He wouldn't be coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know what you're saying. Um, but it, it just, I think it was learned... a target that the manager would have sat down and said to Peter Ridsdale. Yeah, I want to bring yeah. David Nugent in. Yeah, but listen, I, I, I don't know, you see, because the thing is, the experience thing has been said literally True. every day. True. Um, but then I've taken that as sort of... I've taken that as sort of Brad Potts-type experience, Jordan Hugel-type experience. Um, and you'd sort of class Nugent as a journeyman now. Yeah. Um, which is not what I'd associate with Alex Neal. But it's... it's um, it's just I don't know. It's just um... he's one of them. That if you sign him on footy manager, the 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 press conference, you'd definitely get a question going. This is uh, David Nugent's twelfth club. Is he the kind of player you want to be bringing in? And just, yeah, right. and I think another important question is, um, if we signed a player who'd never played for us before, who'd had a good championship career, but is now thirty four, he's lost a lot of his pace, and he scored two goals last season. Would fans be happy? Oh, so definitely not. So and football cannot be a sentimental game if you want to do well. No, um, it can't. But I think there is. I think from time to time there is a bit of room for sentiment. Mm. Like Graham Alexander when he came back, no, no one, yeah. no one remembers any of the other games that he played apart from that last one against Charlton when he scored the free kick. Yeah, exactly. If you get a moment like that from Nugent, then you're buzzing, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I think what made that under so one more special, though, was I think people knew that he was retiring afterwards as well. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Nugent's going to retire now, isn't he, with us? Um, yeah, well, you never know. Well, if he get, obviously, if he gets a two-year deal, which is what people seem to be suggesting, yeah, he'll be 36. Yeah, yesterday. Um, and then, obviously, you've got Gally, who's in a similar It'll be, I think, um, situation five when the season starts. Yeah, so they're going to be at the club until the 35 36. Um, so yeah. it'll be nice for them to be there to both retire at PNE if they do. Well, um, like, like I, I said in my um, my piece that I published the other day um, about it, it would be nice to see them maybe move into a coaching role or some kind of role behind the scenes. Um, because they're both massive, yeah. massive fan favourites, and to keep them at the yeah, club. and you can just you can just tell they're both massive characters as well. Yeah, like yeah you can tell uh, you can tell what Galley is like around the changing room. Um, there can't be any negative value in sort of keeping them on as long as possible. No, I I, I don't see as I don't as, see any anywhere. Um, I, obviously, I see Galley starting a lot more games because of the way he plays. Mm. Um. He gets but away with it because his game isn't about pace. Yeah, exactly. He just, um, well, he gets people to do his running for him yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Which, is, which is fine, to be fair with me. Um, but yeah, I it's think, hard to say how many games you'd see Nugent starting. Well, uh, one um, thing's certain that he's not going to be starting enough games to get anywhere near what his career looks like at the moment, which is 152 goals. In 435 appearances, at, at, mainly at Championship and Premier League level, which is about one in three. Yeah, is it? about one in. 
it's well a goal every two point eight. Yeah, near enough one in three, which is around yeah. sixteen goals over a forty six game season. Like I said, he, he's never going to get enough game time to replicate that. Um, but I'd be happy with five goals, me, and a bit of just a bit of impact. Yeah, when we need it. Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, Frank that, Lampard trusted him last season. He trusted him quite a lot, to be fair. To start games, started yeah. a few big games. He trailed off to a the uh, season, didn't he? But yeah, and then he got injured. So I think the other thing as well is he's never actually scored against us since he left. Yeah, it's mad though. I don't. He never wants to score. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, no, nah, he's not. It's because... Weird, isn't it? Because you you see him when he comes to Deepdale, and and he he looks. Yeah, I I can't remember who it was against, but I remember one game thinking, you, you look like you've missed that. Chance on purpose because you don't want. To yeah, honestly, yeah. I've been to um, I've been to Derby away the last three three seasons, yeah, and I think he started all three, and he's never looked like scoring mm. once. And at the end of the game, he always comes over and, and gives us a little yeah. minute, yeah. So I think it's probably always been in his mind to come back, um, and I suppose it's quite nice to be fair that it's happening. In a way, yeah. if I'm if I'm going to try and be nice for a minute, yeah, the quite uh, nice. The the little thirteen, fourteen year old teenage boy inside of me is absolutely buzzing at the thought of seeing him in an off end shirt again. Yeah. obviously the the first first uh, appearance. I'm imagining the town end will be buzzing. So yeah. As long as he's not the only attacking signing, then I'm coming round to the idea. Yeah. I think the other fair. thing to note yeah. as well is people go on about um, needing or, or wanting this 20-goal-a-season striker, but we've it, he, David Nugent is our highest scoring forward that I can remember at this level, and that was in the 2006-2007 season when he scored 15 goals in the league. I think, he, I think he finished with 18 for the season. Obviously, one was in the... Champion Euro Championship qualifiers for England, and then he got two in the cup as well. Yeah, um, yeah. but we, so that, that's about on a par with what Robbo would have got and what Hugo would have got had they been here the full seasons. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, he could. He, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that he scores ten goals. Like stranger things have happened. Yeah, right? stranger things have happened. Um, so obviously, I hope it gets announced tomorrow, um, and then get get all the frenzy out of the way and just start putting a ball in the net. Hopefully. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I was, I was, I would, I would say I was against it. Um, would you? When 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 the mm, do you think when the rumours came out? Uh, I'd say you absolutely um, were against it. Yeah. I'd, I'd just, I don't know, just never go back. Sort of when you're 34, but it's it's obvious, it's different to wanting Hugo back, obviously because Hugo's should be in his prime now. Yeah. Um, but nah, to be fair, I'm looking forward to seeing him back. I hope he gets number 35 or something. Yeah, definitely. Jump uh, available. I mean, they've already missed the trick by not announcing him on Friday. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't happen. To be fair. Um, Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it didn't happen before the game today. Still time tonight. Or even. So. Well. Who knows? I mean, it is like 10 o'clock. Yeah, who but... knows? Well, yeah, it's 10 o'clock now, so. Tomorrow. 
we'll, well, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. I, I suspect it could it could drag on into next week, and we could see him. I don't see why. Sat in the crowd again. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I might go in I that case. I would be surprised, but yeah, I, I just like you said, I don't see why that would happen. Um, yeah, but as I said, if as long as it's not just um, not just Nugent, then mm. I'll be happy with it. And it um, leaves a question mark about Louis Malt as well. Yeah, and I mean, we, we, so who would you rather have? Well, no brainer. Yeah. Nugent. Yeah. Even if he never played. I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I mean, a lot of people obviously call him King Louis. Cause, I, think, um, I think part of that's tongue-in-cheek, though, isn't it? Well, I, I know people who think he is genuinely the king. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather have Nugent as well. But I'm wondering who the Louis Mark fanboys would rather have. Oh, I'll give you one, yeah. Quite an interesting question. No, it's quite an interesting uh, question. I, obviously, I, Neil would rather have I, Nugent. I reckon a few of them probably won't remember Nugent that much. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but it's have to wait and see what happens. If you go into the season if you go into the season with Nugent, Stockley and Maguire, then you'd say you're one short, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think that leaves a, a Jordan Hugo sized oh. hole to fill. Yeah. Imagine Hugo and uh, Nugent coming oh. back. I'd I'd actually be it makes me a bit excited that. I reckon the club would sell probably Hugo, twenty-five season tickets if they did that. Hugo would be the missing, yeah, as you say, just the icing on the cake. Right? For for some, I, mean, um, I don't want to go over old ground too much, but we, like we mentioned in um, a previous episode of the pod, we we ran some polls, didn't we, about whether fans would want to see him yeah. come back, and it was literally fifty-fifty. Yeah, which is fair enough, yeah, but fifty percent are wrong, aren't they? Oh, yeah. oh. And we'll let we'll let everyone else decide which of that fifty percent it is that's wrong. Um cool. I reckon unless you've got anything else, I reckon we're good. No, all I'd say is um welcome home. Yeah. Yeah, we'll finish on that. Welcome home. Cool. Um that is episode six, ladies and gents. So thanks for listening to episode six of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it um don't forget you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and spotify and uh you can tell your smart speakers at home that you want to listen to us and they'll play you for us for you even um you can keep in touch with us on social media we're on instagram facebook and twitter and we're going to start ramping up the amount of content that we're pushing on uh, publishing on the website in the next few weeks as we build back up to the season um so yeah uh thanks for listening and thank you very much oliver nice one jake see you next week see you next week oh before we go we've got um got a special podcast next week um if i'll i'll leave it i'll say something on social media so yeah make sure you find us on facebook and twitter and instagram and yeah find out what the uh the special pod is next week sound sound nice one. see you in a bit mate